For I hand it on to you as of first importance what I in turn have received. That Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And that he appeared to seven, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me, for I am the least of the apostles. Unfit to be called an because I persecuted the Church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace will me and not be in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than Him, for it was not I, but the grace of God is within me. Whether then it was I or they, so we
Over two 
So this year they're going to all have Easter on Easter Day. I got the easy to be. I had three conversations to go to. Jeffrey took four, and the evening took another four. I started out in Eagle Butte, and that's really the center of the mission. And it also was the largest church. And we had well over 100 people at that celebration of the Eucharist. We had a wonderful celebration. And then, as is the tradition in native communities, uh, you're never really done until you eat together, in addition to having gathered the communion. So we had a meal together, fried chicken, ham, coleslaw, cake, fried bread, all the trimmings. And then after I eat with them, I went on to my next assignment, which was Thunder Butte. Aren't the names great? <laughs> Just see how important the weather is in that part of the world. Thunder Butte is a smaller congregation, and it's in a beautiful spot. It's really one of the most beautiful places that I have been. Uh, but only if you really like wide open spaces. There were fewer worshipers, but good congregation about 40 of us that day. We had a wonderful celebration of the Eucharist. And then, of course, again, we gathered to get our peace about fried chicken and fried bread and all the I managed then to go on to the next congregation. It was Iron Lightning. Iron Lightning is also located in the Eucharist spot. The church itself is, a, is up on a hill. And because I believe it's true in the Lakota language, there's no word for time. Uh, the way that they come to church is when the priest comes, they see the car come to the church, they would all gather, and when the, the elders decided that everybody was there who needed to be there, then the church would begin. There were some wonderful people who came. One of the readers was uh, one of the uh, elders, a woman in the congregation who I remember read with such depth of spirit that it was just really very moving. And I noticed that other members of the congregation were moved as well as she read that morning. We also had a couple of dogs who joined us who wanted to be a part of the Easter celebration. We had a wonderful time together. There were about 20 of us, I think, gathered that day. Well, of course, we ended with the feast. Fried chicken, cold dog, and cake, fried bread, and all the and even I didn't have too much of that. <laughs> Since then, I have often valued those modest fields that are possible on Easter Day. But besides the unending large feast that we had, what I remember most about that Easter was an experience that I had at uh, Iron Lightning. What I found there was a community of hope that believed in the resurrection in a way that was almost the first way I think that that was revealed was in the, the story of what had happened in their church. Uh, for whatever reason, it had become abandoned. It had fallen into disrepair to the point where it had to be rebuilt. And there was one that young woman in that congregation who was one of the fortunate ones to have work because on those reservations, uh, the unemployment rate is consistently about 80%. She had a job, so she after her, her job during the day, she would come to the church and she started to tear out the walls, tore out the ceiling, and then started to put up drywall. And as she began to work on that skeleton of the church, others joined became a part of that effort. 
they actually, over the next year, became so enthusiastic about what they had done together that they applied for and received a grant from the United Bank Offering from the Episcopal Church. And with that, they built a guild hall, which we call Parish House, a place where they would gather, really a whole community would gather for all kinds of But when I think about that particular congregation, I think of that young woman and the vision that she had in the midst of so much despair, it was just uh, how did anyone think that it would be possible to restart that congregation? There was another thing that happened over there that really surprised me. After we had completed the peace, then they told me we were all going to gather and hopefully down to the, the graves, which were in the cemetery down by the river. So we walked down to the river and they put out the food on the graves. And for the children's graves, they had plates with toys and with kids enjoy. And then they said, would you say a prayer? Say a prayer for our ancestors, for those who have gone under the world. I realized that that was probably something out of the native tradition that uh, we don't normally experience in Christian church. But there was so much hope in that hope for new life, a realization that the saints really were all around us, and we were surrounded by that great cloud of witnesses. There was a real sense on that Easter day that we did truly believe in new life, in resurrection. We really believed that death was not the final answer. Well, I tell you all of this because I think it's sometimes helpful for us to see those things that we take for granted through front of and for me, it was through the eyes of those native people. I'm sure that I was struggling with some of my own uh, problems at that time. There were every, we all have problems. We all have things that we're struggling with from time to time. But when I came into these communities, my problems were pretty small. These were communities that had suffered abuse for generations. And yet, they could find hope. Yet, out of that despair, they could find a reason to live, and not just live, but to declare the risen Christ. Well, today we celebrate the central event of Christian faith. Theologian Jürgen Moltmann said that Christianity stands or falls on the reality of the risen Christ, raised from the dead by God. The life revealed in the resurrected Jesus is qualitatively new. We celebrate something that is transformational. It transforms us. And we see it first in the disciples. If you remember from the Gospel account, the disciples were afraid. They did. They didn't even go to the cross. There were a couple of them there, and then the women were there. But most of the disciples were locked up, perhaps in the upper room, where they had had a supper.
I saw in those two things, in my life, things that made my history complete. It helped me to see my life, I think, in better perspective in terms of the resurrection. <coughs> First, I saw how a community of faith could be transformed by the faith of one person who had a vision of resurrection. And the other thing that I saw was a deep and abiding faith in the belief that death is not it does not end at the grave. One of the most beautiful things you can say in the burial office, and we also say at the grave, is that it does not end there. And our song is always, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Easter Day is not just another religious holiday. It's not just another reason to get together with family and friends. At its heart, it is a call to each one of us. It is the nudging of the Spirit in a way that only you and the Spirit know. It's a nudging to new life. It's a nudging that says, yes, this is difficult, but I have overcome. I will be with you through it all. And always remember, that is not the final word. May you be blessed this Easter day and throughout this Easter season with a new awareness of the joy that only can come from the living God in Christ. That only that living God can transform us and can transform us from despair and death into hope and life. Amen.
So I just briefly, May 6th, feel very close to me. Um, I know that I'll be favoring every moment of that time, and also I'm going to deal with a lot of
he is the true Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death, he has destroyed death. And by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of them. We forever sing this hymn, playing the glory of your name.
Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us be released. Hallelujah. The gifts of God, the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. He died in your hearts by faith and thanksgiving. All who seek God and hunger and thirst for Christ are invited to this holy table.
Now the king is born again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work, to do God's will, working in you that which is well pleasing in God's sight. And the blessing of 